Now it's time for the Disney View podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, but understands Disney's place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. Come along and hear Dave's thoughts about Walt Disney World and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, mantenganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, though it's hard to believe here in Florida, because it's still hot and pretty humid and kind of rainy, it is fall. And that means it's time once again for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Now, this is an annual event that they hold in uh, Walt Disney World, and specifically at the Magic Kingdom, that's a separately ticketed event that allows you to come in and enjoy some of the festivities related to the fall and Halloween, traditional kind of Halloween things, and really get the park and have some fun that's a little bit different than your normal day at the Magic Kingdom. Let me back up a little bit and talk about what it is. So it's really a Halloween party that's geared toward kids and the kid in all of us. And it's kind of a fun event that's really not at all scary. It's, it's geared completely to little ones so that there's really nothing there to kind of throw you off or make you scared. Unlike the competitor over at Universal Studios that does Halloween Horror Nights that is intended to scare the wits out of you and uh, make you really kind of fearful and uh, up the creep factor and do some things to make it really scary. Disney's version is the not-so-scary Halloween party, and they do some things that are really kind of fun and make it entertaining. It is a separately ticketed event that happens from about now until November 1st on select nights. Now, by select nights, they really mean that it's nights that are weeknights, typically nights where you didn't expect a lot of traffic in the parks anyway. So they've done their park predictions and they figured out that for those particular nights between the end of the middle of September until the end of October, there aren't as many people in the park, so they open the park up from 7 to midnight to have the Halloween party. And there are a couple of weekend nights mixed in there, but mostly it's uh, during the week, and you'll see these parties going on. Now, as I said, it's from 7 to midnight, so you've got this uh, great opportunity, this nice window to go in and enjoy the park. Now, tip number one I'm going to give you is that they actually start admission at 4 o'clock. So if you hold a ticket to go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, assuming that you weren't coming into the park that day anyway, you can enter the park starting at 4 o'clock. You just go over to the... uh, the regular admission, and you hand them your not-so-scary Halloween party ticket, or if you're using it on your My Magic plan, if you've got it already hooked to your Magic My Magic band, you would just scan it at that point, and they'll let you in. So that's when you actually can get in, is at 4 o'clock. So for about three hours, you're there with the typical guests, and then at 7 o'clock, they start ushering everyone else out, and they leave you in the park to enjoy it with the uh, other guests who are enjoying Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. The cost is typically around $70 for the evening. It varies a little bit depending on the day of the week and which day it is. Certainly Halloween itself is a lot more expensive, but the typical cost is around $70 per person. So you get in, it's a few dollars less for uh, children, but uh, it's about that price. So you get in and you get to enjoy all of the amenities and everything that Disney offers for that. So let's kind of go over what things you can do. When you get in, you'll get a park map, and I'll put a link to the map on my show notes page. Now, 
basically what happens is you go into the park and it's themed for fall. Now, it's themed for fall whether you're there for the Halloween party or whether you're there during the day. But they up it just a little bit with some additional things that they put out there. They do a little more uh, theming and a few more uh, events and things that you'll see that make it a little bit more fall and Halloween oriented. They kind of just take it a notch up from where it is during the day. Now, one thing that they do is they have some different characters that appear in the park. Now, some of them are the more traditional character greetings, so you'll have Mickey and Minnie and so forth, but they're dressed in things that are more Halloween-specific. So they're either dressed up as, a, as another character, or they're dressed up in some costume or something like that. It depends. Every year they vary it a little bit. The other characters that appear in the park are sometimes different characters that you don't normally see. I've seen in the past... Uh, Pirates from Pirates of the Caribbean, some of the characters from the Haunted Mansion, some other characters that are like uh, grave diggers and so forth. Different characters that you don't normally see in the parks appear. And it's kind of neat because they kind of take that theming and they take it a little bit further. I've seen Jack Skellington there before as well. So it's kind of fun because there's these interactive characters that you get to see that you don't typically get to see in the, in the Magic Kingdom. And that's kind of neat, actually, to see them out and about. I know last year, for at least one of the nights, they had the uh, woman from the Haunted Mansion, who's, who's the one walking the tightrope, uh, walking along outside the Haunted Mansion, and you could get a picture taken with her. And that was kind of cool. You know, one of those random sort of one-off things that you see, you don't know who to expect exactly, but you know that there's going to be some interesting characters wandering around and at some of the meet-and-greet areas. So when you look at the map, you'll see all these different places where you can meet characters, and who's there specifically kind of depends on the night and what Disney has in mind for that night. So that's the first thing that's a little bit different. Now, I will tell you that most of the attractions are open uh, during the hours that the, that the uh, Halloween party is going on. So you can walk along and see most of the attractions. There are a few that will be closed because they don't think that they have enough uh, capacity. To, they don't have enough guests that want to ride those, so they close those. But for the most part, the attractions are open and you get to ride on pretty much anything. And so for that period of time, when the Halloween party is going on, the lines are a little bit lower. So you may ask yourself, well, why is that? And the reason is that typically during the day, Disney has a cap that they put on the number of guests that they allow to come into the Magic Kingdom. Now, that number varies a little bit based on various factors, and I couldn't tell you what the number is exactly. But, you know, there's a cap on how many people will let go in the Magic Kingdom to keep the park operating at kind of normal capacity and making sure that no one has to wait a really long time. You certainly, on like July 4th and certain other days, you may have a very long wait for certain attractions. But... Generally speaking, they try to keep it at a level that makes it reasonable. Now, for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, they actually lower that number somewhat. Now, over the years, they've kind of bumped it up a little bit, so it's not quite as small and intimate as it used to be, but it is still smaller than typical park capacity. So, if you were to go at any random night during the week, except for maybe Halloween night, you would see a lower number of guests in the park... So the wait times for the attractions is actually kind of low. And because people are taking advantage of some of the other activities, sometimes there's a great opportunity, if you have a favorite attraction, to ride it maybe more than once while you're kind of waiting for things to happen. So different things are happening at different times. So in the intervals of time in between, you might want to ride one of your favorite attractions or several of them because the wait times will probably be low. So that's my tip number two. In the intervals between... When, you, when things are happening in the park, whether it's the parade or the fireworks or whatever, 
you can actually ride some attractions and have limited wait times. I also recommend that for that period of time between 4 and 7 p.m., when you first get in the park, there's that little gap, and people are starting to exit the park that are there as the day guests. So as you get closer to 7 o'clock, so the wait times are very short at some of the attractions, but the party hasn't actually started yet. So it's a great opportunity to, again, to ride some of the attractions and do some of the things that you might want to do. So kind of keep that in mind as you're doing your planning and thinking about it. Now, one of the other activities that they have going on is the Boo to You Halloween Parade. Now, this is a really cute and clever parade, and the only time they run it is during the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. They don't run it at any other time. There's no special events or anything that they run it for. For general guests, this is the only time you can see the Boo to You Halloween Parade, and it's a very, very cute parade. There's a lot of characters in there who are dressed up and themed to the whole Halloween thing. You'll see the Headless Horseman come down Main Street first, and it's kind of cool because he's walking, he's riding along with his pumpkin head in his hand, and it's pretty cool as he rides down Main Street. It's, it's really neat to see it because they did a clever job of kind of theming it up and costuming him to make it look right. There's also a lot of different uh, ghosty type characters and, you know, ethereal type things that they have come along. And, of course, Mickey and Minnie dressed in their Halloween costumes. And it's kind of a fun parade. It's just a fun sort of interactive parade that's a little bit different. And if you've never seen it, it's very cute. Um, and I think you'd, you'd probably enjoy it if you enjoy Disney parades because it's just kind of unique and different. And, again, I'll put a link to a video of it on my show notes page so you can see what it looks like. And you have a sense of what the parade looks like because it, it is really, really clever. There's also some uh, some fog machines that are making a little fog on Main Street as it's going along, so it makes it kind of fun and keeps it interesting, and it kind of adds to sort of the specter of it all. Now, there is one other thing that goes on at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party that's different and unique and really kind of fun, and that is that they have trick-or-treating going on throughout the night. So when you first go into the park, they'll hand you a plastic bag that you can use, or you could bring your own trick-or-treat bag if you want to, and at various stations set up along through the Magic Kingdom, so there's, uh, I think, about eight or ten of them, you can walk up and just open your bag, and they will dump some amount of candy into your bag. And all of it's from the Goofy Candy Company. You get different things. Some are raisins, some are candy, some are different things that they, that they hand out. 
but they're giving you stuff throughout the night. And it's kind of fun because you can pick out all these different things and you go, oh, I like that, I don't like that, whatever. And you can just keep filling your bag up and getting more stuff, more sweets and more treats. And it makes the whole Halloween experience a little bit more fun. You're kind of trick-or-treating as you're going around through the park. And you can go through as many times as you want. And each one of the stations has slightly different uh, assortments of candies and, and treats. So as you go through the places, you can pick up different things. And, you know, if you see one you like, just jump back in line and go through again and get more of it. They're happy to accommodate you if you uh, like something. It's really kind of cool. And that's one of those fun little one-off things that just makes it that much better. Because you're going along and you're just having some fun getting candy and, you know, kind of ha- getting in the spirit of things. And they're happy to, uh, to interact with you as the cast members. They'll talk to you. They'll have some fun with you. They'll do different things. It's, it makes it kind of fun. It really is a kind of a good time. It makes it kind of special and just energetic and just keeps the vibe alive. Now, of course, what's Disney without a couple of shows? So going on, on throughout the night are various shows that are Halloween-themed as well. Uh, so you'll see different things on the different stages that they have set up. Most of them are in the traditional stage locations where they have different dance parties and different theming things that are going on. And they're playing music and DJs are going and there's, you know, different dancing things happening. And there's a little show happening here and there. The castle show is different. All of these things are happening for your entertainment. And they're on a regularly set schedule, so you can just pick and choose the ones you want to see over the course of the evening. And that's kind of fun. You know, to see those shows is really kind of interesting and fun and interactive. And you can engage in some of those and just just enjoy yourself. Kind of lose yourself in the moment and be a big kid for a little while. And, of course, there's a Wishes Halloween fireworks spectacular that's going on as well. At one time during the evening, they have a fireworks show that they do that's very Halloween-themed. Now, how do you make it more Halloween-themed? It's about the music that they play and some of the fireworks that they let go. But it really is kind of a fun show. I know the Wishes show is, you know, a lot of people's favorites. But this one's a little bit different. It's a variation on the theme that makes it just a little bit more Halloween-oriented and a lot of fun. And I think that's one of those things that uh, makes the show really kind of compelling is that it's different. You're there and you're doing something that's a little bit different than you maybe are used to. It's still the same theme park. It's still the same things going on. But it's just a little bit of a twist that makes it interesting. And you only get to see this once a year for the few weeks that they do it. So it's kind of neat that they take the time and effort and energy to kind of reinvent the park to a large degree. Now, here's another tip for you. While Disney traditionally and typically says we want you to wear your normal street clothes when you come into the park, at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Parties, they allow, and maybe even encourage you, to dress up. So you can wear a costume when you go in. In fact, when you go in, you'll be surprised at how many people are wearing costumes. And it's kind of fun because people just wear all kinds of different costumes, all manner of things. And it's really kind of fun as long as you're not dressed inappropriately or you're dressed as maybe, say, a Disney princess, where someone might get confused that they think you are the princess, they will absolutely allow you to wear it in the park. They don't like your face to be covered either, but other than that, you can be creative and come up with something. So you'll see people come in wearing all kinds of different things. I've seen people dressed as superheroes, as uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and a host of other things to just range the gamut. As you think about, you know, Halloween costumes, you can just use your imagination and think about what people might be dressed as, and you probably would see it there. Now, of course, the kids really get into this because it's a chance for them to wear their costume and walk around the park. How many times do you get to do that, right? You dress up in your Halloween costume and you get to go around the Magic Kingdom. What a special moment for kids. We went a couple of years ago with my kids, and they still talk about it as one of those great moments where they had so much fun getting candy and doing all these different things. It really was a good time, and they really enjoyed themselves, and they still remember it and still talk about it. And I think that's really cool that 
it worked out that well, that it was that interesting and that much fun that they really engaged with it and had, had that memory of it as being a very positive thing. And I think that's tremendous. And that's really what it's all about. You know, you're making memories and you're doing these fun things. Of course, you'll find PhotoPass photographers everywhere who are willing to take your picture. There are also additional add-ons that you can, you can pay for and uh, add on to your uh, package if you want to. If you want to have a dessert party or one of these special uh, villain meet and greets, you can do that. You will find villains throughout the park in different places, but if you want to have a special event with them, you can uh, arrange to do that through an extra ticketed event, so it's a ticket on top of a ticket. But if it's something you're interested in, it may be worth doing. I can't, I can't speak highly enough about this event. It's just one of those things that Disney started doing to draw more crowds in the evenings at a typically slow time. And it's kind of fun, and it makes it, you know, makes it really compelling. And if you're planning on going down, you know, make sure you're there for that. You know, think about your schedule and what you're going to do. I'd highly recommend going in. If you're going to be around for any one of the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween parties, just look at the schedule and see if there's any days that you're going to be in Disney World at that point in time and just plan to go in the park in that evening. And uh, it's just a small additional cost. I mean, relatively speaking, it's a small additional cost if you're already paying for a vacation anyway. And you go in and you just have some fun. Now, there is one thing that I didn't mention. I kind of glossed over it a little bit, and I just wanted to point this out. It's how they know if you're at the Halloween party or not. And that is because when you come into the park at 4 o'clock and you start walking through, they actually put a wristband on you that's a little bit different so that that way they can pick you out of the crowd knowing that you're there for the Halloween party. Because, as I said, they start to usher out everyone else at about 7 o'clock so that you get the park to yourself, essentially, for the Halloween party guests. It's always a little challenging, you know, you're basically telling people the park is closing at 7 and you're ushering them out, but yet people are coming in. It's one of those funny things. If you're in the park that day and you don't have a Halloween party ticket, it does seem kind of weird that people are coming in, but it, uh, it actually all works out. It, it kind of, you know, kind of comes out in some way. The other parks are still open. If you're at the park and they kick you out at 7, you can go to the other parks and still do things. It's just like any other day. Sometimes the parks do close early. Sometimes the Magic Kingdom closes at 7. So anyway, so that's really not so much of an issue. Uh, but they give you the wristband. If you're in the park, if you happen to be staying in the park that day and you're going to be staying for the Halloween party, you have to go back to the main entrance and get your wristband. Um, if you're using your magic, my magic band, you'll just scan it and then they'll give you a wristband to go with it. I guess at some point they'll probably evolve that a little bit, but for now it's still the, the uh, wristbands that they put on you to, to let everyone know that you're there for the Halloween party. It's just, it's just a special event. It's just one of those things. The kids love it. The adults love it. It was just fun to go around and just you know have this kind of there's a fun factor, right? Disney World is always fun anyway. The Magic Kingdom is always special. But this just ups the fun factor by some amount. So it just makes it that much more fun and entertaining and engaging. And it's just that much better. And I really enjoy this as one of the parties that I like to go to. In fact, I was trying to figure out if I could make it up to one of the Halloween parties during the time that it's going on. And I'm not sure that I'll be able to. Maybe I'll try again next year and see if I can make it. So there you go. That's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, kind of in a nutshell. And I think if you ever get there, you'll really enjoy it. If you're a Disney fan and you like the Magic Kingdom and you like Halloween, it's like the perfect marriage of all of those things. So there you go. I hope you get a chance to go sometime. And uh, if you do, let me know. Let me know what you thought of it, because I really do enjoy it. Well, that's my show for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we can certainly do it. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View Podcast. We hope you had a pleasant stay and arrive home safely. Please remain seated until your ride vehicle stops completely. Then, gather your personal belongings and step out onto the moving platform. And yes, 
I know it went by so quickly, but don't worry. One of the nice things about traveling on this podcast is that the journey is just beginning. Show notes are available on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. While there, please check out some of our affiliates. You'll also find links to Dave's iPhone and iPad apps. There's an app for pin trading, one for finding hidden Mickeys, and an app for finding and tracking pressed pennies around the Walt Disney World Resort. And you never know just what Dave is working on next. If you have questions, feel free to drop Dave an email at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Original music you're hearing in this podcast is Oslo Doom by Gilberto Gil. Of course, this is a fan podcast and in no way affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. 